0: Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's my pen name, not my real name, that I use here at LOL Sober. You've probably heard the spiritual axiom often mentioned in 12-step circles. I'll, I'll throw it out there just in case you haven't heard it recently. It's from step 10 of the 12 and 12 book. Uh, here goes. It is a spiritual axiom that every time we are disturbed, no matter what the cause, there is something wrong with us. If somebody hurts us and we are sore... We are in the wrong also. Oof, man, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I've written about this before. Uh, I've had some ups and downs with the spiritual axiom. When I first got sober, it made sense to me 100% of the time as I tried to clean up my life. I found that even when people did wrong me, did something bad to me, I would become disturbed because I was hanging on to it. Sometimes I wanted to be mad. I, it was exciting you know to this day when my fists are balled up and i'm ready to rumble like it's not boring it is i get an adrenaline rush so i have to be careful of that but then after i'd been sober for a while i met some people who shared with me some deep pain from terrible things that happened to them sometimes when they were very little kids and i i found it impossible to look at them and say well you know the spiritual axiom now I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle these days. I found that the vast, vast majority of the time, maybe 98, 99% of the time when there is a disturbed moment that I've experienced or heard about from someone else, um, it, it 99% of the time it involves the uh, me or that other person being in the wrong somehow, that the spiritual axiom is true in those instances. Um, and then for that small percentage where it's just an awful thing um, where anybody on earth would be disturbed and is entitled to be disturbed, I've found that almost every one of them is not a problem that the 12-step programs are necessarily set up to solve. You know, Our literature consistently reminds us that if you're looking for marriage therapy, go to a marriage therapist and talk to your Sober Network. If you're looking for legal counsel, call a lawyer and your sponsor. You know, and if you have some trauma from from other life events, you know, um, talk to your inner circle of recovery people. But find a great psychiatrist or therapist or some sort of person, um, professional, that can help you through it. It's, that's high-level stuff. So um, I always just try to tell people they're worth that. They are worth that. You're worth the $25 dollars co for a family counselor. And you're worth the dollar in the basket to get to a meeting. <laughs> you're worth both of those things. So... I'm bringing this up right now because um, I had a recent difficult situation with a loved one where they did something pretty crappy, in my opinion. Um, If I told you the details of it, I bet you would agree with me. I say that because I called, I don't know, maybe 4.1 million people to try to build my case. Because when it first happened, I had a grand plan to take this thing to the Supreme Court for resentments. And... (laughs) in all seriousness these are the these are the toughest situations for me to navigate because i i feel like i'm right you know deep down i feel like it is justifiable to be upset but here's the fine print that you'll see in step 10 uh, upon close ex- inspection it deals with exactly these situations justifiable resentments are even more poisonous than regular run of the mill resentments because it is hard to not think I was wronged and therefore I'm right. And as I unpack those situations, I always find that I might not have started off in the wrong, but now I have veered into the wrong lane and I am driving 90 miles per hour in that lane. And I realized quickly that my role in this most recent shit show was that I was running with the resentment, not actively trying to work through it. So here's a few questions I asked myself um, am I sharing this with others because I want to process it and move on? Or am I looking for other people to tell me that I should be pissed? <laughs> One thing that helps me navigate this answer is that I I listen to my own voice. I I try to gauge. I want to be calm and measured when I talk about a difficult situation. I don't want to be a guy ranting on the phone trying to swing a voter to my side. Because when my voice... When, I, when I'm amped up like that and I'm on fire, I'm not looking for a solution, man. I want to build up the problem, and that is not where I want to be. So another question I ask myself is what percentage of me is thinking about how to punish the person versus what percentage is thinking about how to forgive that person? I'm not saying this has to be 100% forgiveness. That's a really hard place to get to, but... Um, but it has to be in the conversation that I'm thinking like, okay, I'm mad about this, but how do I forgive? Have I been forgiven in the past? You know, I need that to be in the conversation as I think about, like, how do I exact punishment? I also need to be thinking about forgiveness. It has to be part of this of the math equation there. Uh, the third question I ask, did I pray about it? And if I did, did I mean it? Because I've done fake prayers before. <laughs> I've done a lot of them. Um, Mostly just because I wanted to be able to say that I did. You guys tell me you should pray about things. It's like, fine, I'll do it. And then I pray like, dear God, help this asshole to stop being an asshole. And <laughs> that's not really, you think if there's a God, he wants to hear that. It's not really helping anything when I'm, I'm praying that way. So I did not have great answers to any of those questions on Saturday when my difficult situation began. But I got to that place eventually, um, especially because I made some phone calls to trusted sober friends, and that helped me help take the steam out of my uh, my out of my beef enough to begin productive conversations and and how to push through this versus just revel in it. And so, I'll be honest, you know, I'm I'm only. About 70% through the woods, even at this stage, after doing some work on it. I'd love to say when I apply the fourth step and the spiritual axiom to significant disagreements like this, that there's some resentment genie that appears and poof, it's gone. And it's just not always that simple. What I find is that when you pull away 60, 70, 80% of the anger, when you just take the air out of it, it's actually enough to it's enough to help you tackle the other percentage in a calm and serene way. And that's just, so I'll be working on that, you know, whatever remains from that resentment, probably 30%. I'll be working on that 30% this week. And the good news is uh, it looks like I will not be needing the uh, nine Supreme Court justices to help me through it, but I'll be calling a lot of my sober friends. So thank you for letting me share.